Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey friends, before we get into this episode, I wanted to take a second to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion, and as you know, restricting access to reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of every single American. And you definitely know as a listener of this podcast that it could also lead to the loss of a whole bunch of other rights that definitely affect all of us. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. That's podvoices.help. And I encourage you to speak up. Please take care and spread the word. Welcome back to That's a Gay-Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams, and this is a very special week because we have Brian Safi on the podcast. You've seen him on 911 on your television, on you, on your Netflix. He hosts Throwing Shade Podcast, Attitudes, Ask Rana. I mean, podcast legend, TV writing, acting comedian legend is here on the podcast, but... I want to tell you, uh, when I did record this episode, I was on my final days of being positive with COVID-19, but Gerlinas, I'm negativo. Ah, what a thrill to say those words. The first social event I went to as a negative girl was um, a bris. Mm-hmm. I did tell a coworker and she was like, what? Is that like a, a bar mitzvah? I was like, kinda. <laughs> I did not explain it to her. I want her to have that fun journey while she Googled. I am excited to be a slut for this 4th of July weekend, and I hope you are the same. We deserve it. I don't know about you, but every single person I know has had COVID in the past couple weeks, so I hope you're out of the woods if you had it, and if you are currently dealing with it, I just, I salute you. We're we're all soldiers. This episode is so good with Brian Safi. He not only gives an incredible answer to what made him gay, it's a movie I have never seen, but it is a top priority for my next watch. I'll just tell you, it's the gayer parent trap times two, if you can imagine. We also discussed the Bette Midler tweet where she is like threatening gay people. So fun to get Brian's take on that. Of course, you should follow Brian Safi. I put his, all the handles in the show notes, along with following us on Instagram at Podcast. I am so, so grateful that you've been listening during this Pride Month. We've had so many great messages come in about the podcast and the guests themselves, and it just, it makes my, my fucking day when I hear from you. Enjoy this episode. It's one of my favorites, and happy end of Pride. <laughs>
Brian. Yeah. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start, I babes. I know, babes. I know, babes. It's just like there's too much because you are everything that this podcast craves, which is stardom, sure. brilliance, BDE. attractiveness, yeah, BDE, you, um, G-A-H, gay as hell. Thank you. And also, uh, you are a L B read a lot of books. <laughs> That's right. I am that. I am that. I do read a lot of books. I, I uh, just read a book. You know what? I'll tell you the two things that take me out of my brain. The three. Number one, mm. L'Amour. Number two, Le Book. Number three, Le Meditate Le Candle. Sure, sure, sure. Wow. So what What about L'Amour? Oh, yeah. No L'Amour. L'Amour is... <laughs> I mean, Lamora is sort of like on the back seat right now as I go through. I don't know. I'm just like not into that right now. It's not not the track. When would we say calendarily, mm -hmm. datedly, was the last kiss you had that you felt electricity go to your fingertips? Um, probably like a few months ago, like maybe at the be toward the beginning of the year, something like that. Uh, a winter kiss. A winter, a winter kiss. What about you? Are you? With somebody I don't remember. I am married to a man, and he's been out of town for the past two weeks, Brian. Uh -oh. I've been by my, I, this is the longest I've been by myself since the pandemic started, and it's been partially gorgeous and partially he chose to leave five days before I got COVID. Was that his like farewell? Did he give it to you? No, which is so weird. That would have been he very romantic. Like, okay, yeah. Can you can you imagine? He had it right before I had it, and I never. We slept in the same bed. I I, I just like assumed I would get it. Yeah, and then I never did. And then he went out of town to go to a wedding. I stayed in town, and then I went to a pride event. Actually, a pride <laughs> event of a person who you have recorded on your iconic podcast with the miss trixie mattel god bless i love trixie god bless yeah. we love i mean such a fan so and smart I'm so funny all of it all of it and then she also hosts very popular events that attract a lot of people who might or might not have covid so sure, i sure. um so i did get a covid from that event however i got it to the point of like Oh, like you had it. Like that's what people said. Like, oh, you, you really had it. I just like got super sick and we you also did. just adopted this dog two weeks prior to Matt leaving. So I was like, like alone dealing with my COVID and with the dog. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the other side of it now. Am I still testing positive? Of course. Sure. But, um, I'm day 11, Brian. I think, I think the, the end is near. Do you feel hated by God? Um, uh, actually less God and more Trixie Mattel. Sure. Are you taking an antigen test or a PCR when you're trying to get this negative result? Okay, doctor. Yeah, that's Jesus. right. I've been through it, honey. I know it. I'm taking um what does it mean? The ones that the rapid. The, the gov the rap I'm okay. taking rapid. Okay, you're still testing positive. Okay. All right. That means I'm still positive. It right? means you have long COVID for sure. Yeah. It's not Don't <laughs> say that to a neurotic Jew, Brian. I'm kidding, you don't. You'll be testing negative any moment now. And then you can and go to another I... super spreader and you'll exactly. be risk free this time. I mean, I hope so. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Is that like I was a slut at a Trixie concert, and the next thing you know, God is. It does feel me. slutty to get it, and I I don't know why, but <laughs> I've had it. I had it once, and then I had it again. And this the first time I was like, well, everyone's getting COVID, and the second time I was like, I feel like a dirty hoe. whore. Yeah. Yeah, 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 which like 
Were you doing hoe activities to get it? No, I was like, I was out of the country and I was doing a hike. Like that was the big (gasps) thing. I went to, um, I did the Inca Trail in Peru, which was pretty cool. It was like a five day thing. Oh, I, one of my notes about you is that you are such a traveling man. I'm so jealous. I I am a big, uh, I do like, I do like to see the world. I do. And I like the um, world to see me. (laughs) <laughs> i mean listen girly Honey. if a tree falls in a forest that's right and, it, and there's not a camera following you watching that tree if anything happens in this world and i'm not there to witness it it did not fucking happen period so uh, period end of story yes. were you when you were on this peru hiking trail yeah did it happen to be during the winter and your first kiss was actually on the trail and that's and that's when the electricity happened no this was just a few weeks ago and there was like absolutely sure. no kissing to be had on it um i think i might have been the only gay person on it for like millions of miles i didn't get any vibe off anybody but i like well, i'm really bad at that actually i don't really have a good unless i'm at like a queer event i don't really have a good sense of like who is and who isn't Oh, the dar, the dar. I don't have the dar. Which, like, I feel like that's a dated term. I think it is, too, because now, like, I don't know. Anyone, everyone is everyone. Everyone is everyone. Although, you know, it's it's controversial because it is dated, but also, dare I say, it's still a thing. Like, when you're, like, you're questioning, like, when you're with someone, like, is there any part of them that biologically wants to touch peepees? You're right. One time I was at a bar in Brooklyn, and I was peeing. Ooh. And someone just put their hand right in my stream. In your stream? Right in the stream. And didn't look at me or anything. Just kept their hand there. And of course I stopped because like my pee only flows when I am feeling good, easy, breezy candles. And <laughs> no candles were lit during that moment. So of course I stopped and froze and he kept his hand there. And so I just moved to another urinal. Yeah, it was it was surprising. It really it really surprised me. I'm just trying to breathe this in because that's not where the story went at all that I thought it would. Um, so uh, do you? Was he kind of my, my visual? I'm getting is like you know, like in the Zoom Zoom commercials, just like a hand out the window while the car is driving, and right. your hand is going with the wind. Like they were doing that into your urine. Stream. They were. I was like, God, this before I clocked that it was in my stream. I was like. This hand is living the life. Like this hand is on a road trip. It is tossed all cares or any stress out the window. Now I'm picturing ballet hands. It's fully just like fully gorgeous. ballet, absolutely beautiful. Isadora Duncan, <laughs> Hungarian beauty. Mirth kind of I don't know. I wish I had new references. Mirsa, Mirsa hands, Mirsa. Mirsa hands. Yeah. Um wow. I mean people you know, I'll say I'll say it today and I'll say it always. People like Pete. Some people like pee. They do, which great. Go for it. I mean, go off. Isn't it supposed to be like antiseptic? That's what people say. I don't know if that's true though. It's always also the question of like when someone gets a jellyfish sting, like the on the recent what Beverly Hills Housewives, and they were like, "Who's gonna pee on Diana?" I think that pee. Dare I say? You know, two things are having their moments right now: Mm -hmm. pee and feet. Those are just having moments now. I just feel like I'm noticing on, like, dare I say, smut Twitter. Sure. <laughs> d- dirty internet that people love toes and feet these I days. I wonder why. I don't, there must be, it must be a reaction to something culturally. I don't know what it is. Sure. But 
It's got to be something about like feeling grounded by tonguing a toe. Definitely. And it, it somehow is pandemic related. I've yet to figure out how, but it's got to be, it's something tied to the last two years. We're still figuring out how the pandemic has changed our tastes Absolutely. sexually and otherwise. Like, what is a food you think you eat now that you, huh? anatomically, what's the food you eat now that you don't think you ate before the pandemic? Well, definitely this shit that I'm addicted to, which is the Zevia ginger root beer. I, Zevia sounds like a, 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 a disorder. It's not. But it's created one for me where I'm just full-blown addicted to it now. Um, Can you give us a pitch as to why it's so good? Not really, because it's not even that good. It's basically just like stevia sweetened root beer. And I love root beer. And I didn't realize how much I loved root beer until the pandemic. And then I, someone got me, my friend Arden got me a can. And she was like, give this a whirl. Next thing you know. She was in a phone booth. Michael J. Fox was outside it. And she was like, listen to this and held up a can of Zevia, and there I was. Wow, a tale as old as time. Yes. I also, I guess it makes sense that the name has to do with the stevia that's inside of exactly. it. It's all coming together. I'm a girl that loves root beer. I, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, where there's a place called Fitz's, and Fitz's is famous for like m- making their own root beer, okay. and they have cream, uh, cream, cream, cream soda. soda. Which is, would you say, is that a cousin of root beer? Yeah, it's a cousin, but I don't like it quite as well. But some people like it even more. Which we don't judge them Mm-mm. for that journey. No. I just, I, 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 oh, 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 there's also a place P- in St. P- Louis P- called, P- yeah. There's a place called Carl's where they would like have like a giant, like, barrel, wooden barrel of root beer. And then it, like, they put it into a frozen glass, like very Beauty and the Beast, Gaston at the, um, <laughs> at the, you know what I'm talking about. Of course about. I do. Are you kidding me? Like, very that. And then you have like a frozen that glass oh, that full of root beer. So it, good. Brian, oh my God, one day. It's I in don't St. know Louis. why this would happen. It's in St. We Louis. Gotta go. One day, I want to be at Carl's surrounded by straight white men and then us. Just like tonguing Going the root beer. Going to town. I'll just chugging this root beer while And then we're going to be singing. Yes. No, I don't like that. That's right. And then we That's turn right. into a full musical number, and then Ryan Murphy is filming it. And then we have an exclusively gay moment. Remember when the movie had an exclusively gay moment? What? What? What do you That's mean? That's how Disney was promoting it. There was like in the live uh, action version. Yes, yes. yes it yes, was yes, like yes, yes, Gaston and Gaston's like. Henchman, oh, um, yeah. Josh Gad, yeah. Oh my God, why don't okay, I know? I've seen the movie twenty five. Up, uh, 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 Gaston and yeah, whoever Gaston. the and is. Isn't that sad? We, we we've absolutely straight you know that washed is. that movie. Yeah, that was we the one queer character we can't remember that character. And we only remember the character we want to fuck, which is Gaston. Sure, but also he does have course. a song about him. And in, in all fairness, in all fairness, titular song. I want to say totally, and I also want to say. His name is I don't know his name. I don't know his name. It's like Basquiat, but not. Yeah. Totally. It does seem French, like La Flaneur or something. <gasps> oh, La 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 Fou. La Fou. La Fou. We got there. Lafitte, Lafi, La Fou, L'Amour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> La Fou is the is the fifth. There were so many trains that left the station during that conversation that I wanted to back up to. And sure. here we are. You know what I've been doing that's been not a great reaction, but the only one that I can think to do is during my COVID stay is emotionally eating. I've just been ice cream after ice cream after ice cream. Yeah, I'm trying to think like what my jam... Well, I'm sort of out of that now, but I definitely was like... I guess sort of like there's a place here called Brady's Bakery that has like a cookie. I got to tell you these cookies are it's that kind of cookie that like you watch on TV and like 
if they have such a thing as cookie, where you're just like, that's not a cookie, that's a 10-pound ball of dough that's been lightly baked in the oven for five seconds. Done. Yes. Check and you check. You basically Wait, eat what? it with a knife. You're in, you're in LA, correct? I'm in LA. Where are you? What? I'm in LA. I just moved here f- six months ago oh. from New York. I am like uh, just south of Silver Lake. It's called Rampart Village. I know no exactly where that is. I'm in Silver oh. I'm just north of you. I'm in Silver Lake. We're so close. Oh wait, wait, wait. So tell me about this cookie spot. It's called Brady's. I just order them. I've never actually been. But it's like a true, like, it's just a gut bomb. It's just a huge This gut is bomb. huge for me because in New York, there's a place called Chip that is a, a stealing the idea from Levain, but they've marketed it better. Okay. Love Levain. And so what Chip does is every single day on their social media, they'd be like, and here are today's flavors. And there's new flavors every Where single day. Where is it? Day. I'm going to New York next week. Where is that? So there's one in, uh, it's like on Bleecker Street okay. in Greenwich Village. There's another one. There's a few in Queens, uh, which uh, I was living in Astoria. Oh, cool. But then there's, I think they're, they're popping up all over, but like the one in Manhattan is in in Greenwich Village, um, and they're just like that—the bomb of dough that right. makes you feel disgusting. Levain now sells their shit at supermarkets, like in the freezer section. But I don't—I don't know anyone who's tried one. How have you? I've—I uh, think I maybe have tried. My when I went on a family vacation, I think a year or two ago, my brothers are being very sweet and like we're gonna we're gonna order things from all over that we love. Chicago deep dish for my oh, younger brother. Cool. A New York, we're gonna get H and H bagels, and uh, I don't think they listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter. I'll say this: they all the things that they ordered. I guess the pizza was pretty good. It's all just like the C plus version of the real thing. Right. Like, and I'm not the type of person. It's like. I only go to New York for my bagels and everywhere else. is. It's like, but like they were ordering New York bagels, but the bad frozen version of it. And right. I think Levain is along those lines. Right. The frozen version is like just, just not the same. And if I may be honest about chip too, it's so good in person, but you can purchase them to, to ship them. And it's like $70 for like a cookie and a half. Totally. And you're like, who are we doing this for? Yes. I, and, and the thing is about my emotional eating now is it's like I found that my grocery store – in New York, I never had like a Kroger brand. I never had like – Sure. It, it, whereas in LA, my Ralph's is Kroger, Kroger and uh, the ice cream they have that's like four fifty for like a giant vat. The Kroger brand? Yes, and it's good I ice cream. Brand. I love it. Oh, we love a store brand. We do. I just Iconic. it's been queen. It's been not good for my body, but for my mind, it's been comforting because I've literally nothing else except the walls. This well, I guess especially like while you are while you have it, it's the most boring. First of all, what sucks about COVID is you get sick, and that part sucks. But then when you don't get when you're getting better, it's just fucking boring. I am bored out of my mind. So boring. And you know what it does is it, unfortunately, like, makes me feel like I'm less... Uh, this is dark. It makes me feel like I have less value of, as a person. Of course. No, you're second-guessing everything. You, I just are constantly shame-spiraling and thinking, it's like... a lot of shame. Questions of self-worth come up, like... Yeah, I'm like, I've never done anything. I will never do anything. Yeah, oh, yeah. Why did I choose to and live in... Why did I choose so you to know, live a life? every single person I know who's had COVID goes through that part. That makes me honestly feel better because I'm like, what is wrong with And me? I got to say, when you're out of it, because it happened to me both times I had it, when you're out of it, it goes away. <sighs> you were sent to me from from God. I'm here from for you. Girl God above. I needed to hear that because, I mean, like, even like, I remember actually on one of your, I think it was Attitudes, and you were talking about how you, you felt like your voice sounded crazy. I feel like I sound like, I sound insane, which like, in reality, my voice has mostly come back, but right. I really was giving like... That sucks. I sounded disgusting disgusting and like you know what happened i was recently um on a zoom call with a bunch of people for this work thing and i got the thing i've actually made a video making fun of this because it it makes me so uncomfortable when people get phlegm in their throat and they won't and and they can't and and you're just just dying for them to clear it 
in <laughs> your time. I, I became that person where I was like, Eric, take your advice and t- stop the train and just clear it. So I was like, and so anyways, <clears throat> um, and then yeah. it was still there. I was like, uh-huh. so, <clears throat> and like, it like took like three tries and I was like, do I mute myself? I know. Do I, it, it was, I was like disgusted by my, and again, the shame spiral of like, the old version of me would have been able to clear my fucking throat. I feel like whenever I'm on a Zoom meeting, not necessarily recording, but just if I'm in a meeting for something, every other part of my body except what's on camera is like trying to do something else. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's like my legs are trying to do this and are trying to get out of here. My hand is like writing something down. My other hand is like pinching my wrist or something because I'm so annoyed that I have to do. You know what I mean? Like it just your knees are shaking. Nothing is cooperating. I have total yeah. RL, RLS. Nothing is co- nothing is in sync. You're fully twerking out of out of yeah, out of horniness, boredom. Hor- like, well, that's what's really really disappointing about COVID too is that I lost all sex drive. That's what for I mean, like, it's like nothing fun about it. Nothing. I was like, I can't even like feel horny myself. Sure. Like I, that that was ripped from me. Mm-hmm. COVID taketh. Yeah. And I nothing giveth until you're out of COVID and then... Until you're out. I do want to hear about more of your travels because you uh, sort of live, and I mean this genuinely, like I look up to you in many ways. You have like, you've written on so many amazing things. You've acted on so many amazing things. You have traveled all these places. Brian, what the fuck is the secret? How how did you get to this point? Well, first of all, the... The travel thing came from the pandemic. I was so bored out of my mind that in 2020, I was supposed to go to England and Scotland. Didn't happen. I was taking my mom for her 70th birthday. 2021, I was supposed to go to Peru. Obviously, didn't happen. So both of these trips had to happen, or they were expiring like within a month of each other. So it was just like, I got to go. And then my friend Arden last summer, like this was also during the pandemic, was like, my brother has a place on the beach in Rhode Island, and he's not using it. So do you want to go for like a month? And I guess what I realized, and I think what a lot of people realized is like, oh, if I have to work, I can do it from anywhere. If as long as I'm yes. not shooting, you know what I mean? And, yes. and um, I, I don't shoot really in May or June and the first half of July really at all. So while I'm working, I can work from anywhere. And so I really have just like tried to take advantage of that as much as I possibly can. I think that is gorgeous because at some point you just got to realize like if we're going to be miserable in one room why not be in a gorgeous lake house in rhode island totally exactly or like why not be miserable and then just like go see a show that night or like you know what i mean like i don't know i feel like la is i really like la i'm not one of those people who says they hate it i do like it a lot but it is it just takes a lot more to go do something it just Mm -hmm. does (laughs) that's just the culture do you ever fantasize about living in other places Oh yeah, all the time. I I constantly um, Rhode everywhere I go, Rhode Island, New York, England, Scotland, like anywhere I've anywhere I go. Um, Northern California, Oregon, anywhere. What about you? If I had all the money in the world, I would probably do the gorgeous LA place with the pool, the small New York apartment Mm -hmm, to crash in, mm -hmm. and then like I might be like a Nicole Kidman that doesn't do Nashville but does like that idea. That idea. Yeah. The sort of Southern Oasis or something. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, do you, where's your family from originally? Texas. So I grew up in El Paso and my family's from, they live in Austin, Houston, Florida, and El Paso now. And I famously love Texas. Every time I visited for whatever oh, reason, I'm like, I just like, you know what it is? I think it's partly that my bar was so low because of all the things that I mean, yeah, you it's, hear. well, politically, it's a nightmare. 
yeah. nightmare. Yeah. But then, like, when you're actually there, like, Austin to me Austin's was, like... wonderful, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so cool. It's great. Austin's, like, a, one, a wonderful, wonderful city. There are reasons why I think so many people, like... Politically, so many of these places are such garbage fires. But then if you were to actually only take the good things out of it, like, they're, the good things are really good. Yeah, totally. Even Dallas has, like, great, you know, a great queer community yes. there. And, like, there's plenty of – Houston. Houston's, like, a total food city. It's just the yes. food there is incredible. There's so, El Paso is a perfect city to raise children in. It just is mm. the right size. The people are so friendly. And everything's homegrown there. And – it's lovely. I think it's just the people who are in power, you know, Governor Abbott, Ted Cruz. Like, that's when things get bad. Very bad. Yeah. I do, though. I think this might be a, a natural question to bring up since we're talking about growing up El Paso, mm-hmm. being gay as hell. I want to ask the famous podcast question, which is, Brian Zoffy, mm-hmm. whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? Babe, we blame Big Business, the movie with Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. <laughs> it's a direct line, babe. It's it's their fault because I got to say, A, that movie is just gay. You know, it just is it just has the sensibility of being like A, it's set in New York and B, it's this idea of having a dual personality of wanting more, of knowing you're Ugh. stuck in a small place and then being like I need to get out of here. There's something bigger for me. This isn't my people. But then there are some there is there are two gay characters in this movie. And the, the Brian, before you continue, I just need to be honest with you. I've never seen that's it. fine. You don't need to. By the way, it was one of those things that was like, I think, but I, think a, I do need to. No, you do. You actually do need to see it. But it was so like keep a, on pitching. It was like a super popular rental. Like, I don't know how yeah, it did yeah, in yeah. theaters. It was like one of those. It's Bette Midler, Lily Tomlin. Bette Midler plays a set of twins and Lily Tomlin plays a set of twins. They were what? Sw- yes, they were switched at birth. So instead of the two Lily Tomlins being together, there's a Bette Midler and little Lily Tomlin who were raised together and another Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin who were raised together. There's city Bette and Lily and there's country <laughs> Bette and Lily. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. So you're saying mm-hmm. that this is The Parent Trap Times Two starring Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. Correct. And so one Bette Midler is in New York. One Lily Tomlin is in New York. They were raised together. One Bette Midler is in the country. One Lily Tomlin is in the country. And they're like bumpkins. And they were raised together. But then they have to go to the city. The country ones have to go to the city for the same thing. And they realize by the end, like, oh, wait. No, she's my sister. Oh, shit. She's my sister. And so the ones in New York are like, like Bette Midler's just like evil corporate, like running thing. She runs a horrible company called Moramax that does like animal testing. And she's like evil, evil, evil. Lily Tomlin sort of is like, ah, this business has just never felt right to me. And I just feel so uncomfortable in Manhattan. Meanwhile, the Bette Midler in the country is like, the city's for me. And the country version's like, no, the country's for me. But anyway. So wait a minute. So clearly the Bette Midler family that she was born from is are rich. Rich and evil. Evil. Yes. And then Lily Tomlin's like the actual like like uh, Dolly Parton, coat of many colors family. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. <gasps> what does this say about Jews? I'm kidding, but like Bette Midler, like what? Like what? I mean, it. It. Yeah, that's. By the way, I'm sure. I'm sure it is rampantly anti-Semitic. <laughs> they're like, it's truly just like trying to paint a picture that Jews run businesses mm-hmm. and they're all fully evil monsters. Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> I, but there are I two characters this in this who are in the corporate world who are gay and who they don't say it, but then they're like waking up in the same bed together and one of them's wearing a super short robe 
And I remember being, that was the first time I really clocked it. And I was like, that's kind of sexy. And then they try to have a threesome with one of the other characters, but like low key. Like they're not saying, like, like it's like you recognize this is happening, but if you didn't know any better, you might not know at all. A threesome with another man. With another man. Are these men like middle age older? Are we younger and hot? What are Well, we? it's hard to the- say because like, you know how like everyone, I think this movie came out in, like 88 or 89 or something. You know how everyone looks 50. Everyone looks 50. So I think yeah. they're probably like 30s. But um, it was more just that it wasn't that they were even like super hot. It was more just like, oh, my God. And just a guy mm. wearing something really short that would just fucking did it for me. So did you did you see this movie as a young person? Oh, and Fred like, Ward is in it. Recently, oh, yes. recently passed away. Who's like so hunky? Um, did I recently? I uh, know I saw this movie. It was my first. It was the first thing I saw that really profiled New York because it's all set in like the Plaza Hotel. Like that's where of all course. of the like mishaps happen between the two twins. It's so good, and it's it's like eighties glamour. You know, it's that. It's like they all want to be Alexis Carrington, like that whole thing. Mm. But I think I first saw it. Probably around the time you were able to rent it. So, like, I was probably, like, seven or eight or nine or something. Oh, my God. What a pivotal. Totally. When you were this young or even watching it further as you were growing up, do you, did you did it make you want to move to New York? Oh, for sure. Oh, like, I was like, well, so that's that. Which is so funny how I feel like young gay people, queer people who don't know that they're yet queer, they just, like, feel pulled to the big city. Mm-hmm. To like, to like, and, like, you don't know why. Like, why do I want to be in Times Square? Yeah. It's like... I, there must be something scientific about that. There I don't must know be. what it is. Just this idea of... Well, also, I guess it was just a place where, like, in movies where people are from New York, maybe there's just... There's something recognizable about there being more self-expression or... Yeah, yeah. And, like, acceptance of differences, maybe, or, like, mm-hmm. or like more anonymity, even. Yes. I don't know. Because I literally was in fourth grade, and at my elementary school, someone who had graduated from the school many years prior had gone to NYU Tisch Cap 21's musical oh, theater sure. program. Oh, yes. I knew nothing about anything, but as, like, a, like a full 11-year-old, I remember seeing, like, a wall, like, where the alumni had gone to college years after they graduated and i was like i'm gonna go to nyu tish cap 21 i was 11 years old in st louis missouri knew nothing about anything but i decided then that i was gonna go to college in new york and i don't exactly know what part of me knew that there were gonna be so many gay people there and you know it's really crazy i ended up going to nyu for college see so did i brian and the seed was fucking planted I mean, we actually, that's kind of incredible that that, like you saw big business as a young child. I saw some fucking like girl named Lisa Ann. Sure. Loeb. Loeb. (laughs) And then, and then followed Lisa to New York City. Yeah. I, I mean, it just did it for me. It checked all the boxes and it like, you know. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's such a great answer. I do, I do want to ask if you have any opinions about Bette Miller has recently tweeted um, that the gays are next after the Supreme Court decision about Roe versus Wade. Right. And I think some, some gay people are not happy about that. Where do you stand? Well, didn't – wasn't she I, – I haven't read it, so I don't know. I should probably check out what she said. But wasn't it based on what Clarence Thomas said? I think Which so. was like, next I, we're taking down gay marriage or something like that? Well, yeah. And it's like, it's actually pulled up. The tweet itself says, get ready, a full caps lock, get yeah. ready gays, period, your next period. Well, I um, mean, yeah. I guess like, if you don't know who Bette Midler, I don't know. I mean, Bette Midler's an ally, isn't she? She is. I think what made me second guess it, because I was like, you know, it's Bette being Bette. She's also, and the thing is, this is said with respect and love. She's. 70? An older lady. She's a lady of an older age. lady. Yeah, and so she, I think, is probably well intentioned. But then, like Billy Eichner and all these people were like, "Oh no, 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 not Billy Eichner. It was um someone else who has been on this podcast for end of the podcast. Carrie O'Donnell, I think, was just like essentially like f you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone quote tweeted it. Look at Bette Midler threatening gay people. SMH. I don't think she's threatening gay. I don't people. either. I just... But it's also like not a. It's not a. It's not a heartwarming or encouraging or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like you make that warning. Maybe that's an Instagram post that then you go into what why? needs to happen why yeah, yeah, yeah what the repercussions are of this like that sort of thing yeah it does feel a little bit like that and i wonder if it was a, a little thing of just sort of like and this was like something that popped up and i think did have legitimacy but with people saying like look gays we've fought for your rights it's time for you to fight for women's rights which mm-hmm. a i think the confusing thing about that for me was always like well i do and have i do i do think there's like Everyone's reactions are very valid, but I do think that while there are many a problematic white, gay, cis, gay racist, white, yes, yeah, totally, that's like say, like Sexist, making it about them, all of it, exactly. Yes, I do that's think there. there are more of the gays who are as horrified as they should be and wanting to do the right things, and I feel like there's been a little bit of like a outspoken like. <laughs> not blaming of gay people but like 
okay, I think actually the bigger demon here is not no, it's like gay lawmakers. In fact, the bigger demon isn't even the gen pop with this issue. Yeah. With abortion, I mean. Right, exactly. But um, but I will say, like, that is, you know, it I think you're right. I think the problem is like not as huge as sometimes it's made out to be. I do think that if you are remotely misogynist or sexist and you are a cis gay person you're a monster because a hundred percent because really i think a lot of homophobia is just misogyny i agree i mean that's literally why the first thing you're made fun of when you grow up is that you're girl you're a sissy you're a girl you're doing girly things you're acting like a girl yeah exactly and so like well wait it just like the hillary duff clip it, when you say something is gay is bad well also when you're saying something is cis is girly is bad yeah like who the fuck cares it's like, a yeah, horrible actually, system <laughs> i am pretty fucking girly at times yeah and god how cool would it be if i was if more people fucking... tuned into that yeah mm-hmm. but i do think that for the sake of making it clear my feelings towards bet midler huge huge reason for my gayness and i think that while she is threatening gay men on the internet maybe unintentionally (laughs) she still is my girly no of course yeah listen like it's very difficult to judge an icon based on some tweet that they may have not even written but also not a great (laughs) thing to send out not a great message to put out right now but uh we should focus on the, the fact that women have lost a fundamental right and um exactly and know. not that bet midler is is her her intern is <laughs> right. screaming in caps <laughs> i love um, Kerry o'donnell though he's so funny love Brilliant. so yeah. funny and i actually was watching one of so this is actually two things i was watching some of their clips on their podcast and he was mispronouncing um who is the singer of tove lu no not not tove lu it's uh it's um i'm gonna sing a song and you're gonna say you're gonna say the name of the singer <clears throat> okay picture like crazy symphonic harmonies around me or like electro harmonies where are we what the hell oh, like, is going on imogene whatever what what is her name like imogene heap or something yes so i think you actually pronounce her name Imogen Heap. Okay. And he, on one of the clips of his, their podcast, Carrie calls her Imogen, I think. And it was a, <laughs> a gorgeous mispronunciation. Imogen. Beautiful. <laughs> Which, like, I feel like Imogen is actually like a Toyota car that is a box from 1988. That's what I think it is. I totally agree. Car names, by the way, have gotten crazy. <laughs> if we can make one thing clear, car names have gone off the My friend tweet, uh, texted me the other day. In fact, I'm going to look it up right now even though that's so rude oh there's a new car called the nissan kicks (laughs) how do you pronounce i mean how do you spell it k-i-c-k-s it's k-i-c-k-s kicks Kicks. nissan kicks (laughs) who are they marketing towards i don't know she just texted me that she goes do you know there's a car called nissan kicks and i almost drove off the road myself just from hearing that god i love a car what is that oh yeah it's the new kicks it's the new kicks nissan kicks Bring your kicks, and I don't mean your shoes. I mean your car, <laughs> your singular car that's called Kicks. I think you just earned a job at Toyota Marketing or I Nissan so. Marketing. Oh, God, that's all been an angling for it for a while. So, listen, all Hopefully. roads lead to Nissan. That's right. Car culture as a whole is really boring, boring and horrible, and just like you know what? Growing up, one of the ways that I knew I was gay is I didn't care about the cars my family was talking about. 
like right. at, i mean just like oh my god well what is that what is that Ooh, you, and my uncle owns like a classic car shop i say i mean like oh. it's actually a very like I'm successful sure, like yeah cool but like i never really actually cared about a souped up car i dated someone who was really into cars and it was cool like i i sort of came to appreciate the mm. design of a Porsche. You know what I mean? Like, I, I came to feel like, all right, yeah, I see how that's beautiful and cutting edge. And, like, with anything, I think even, like, with less so, I guess, with cars. But, like, with art and architecture, it is a reflection of the times. Yes. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, but I don't white- care that much about, like, you know, for myself, I don't really care that much. No. And honestly, if I went – sorry. When I make a ton of money, I actually still think I'm not going to have anything that's, like, outlandish. Right. Like, sure, will I, unfortunately, maybe drive a Tesla? Right. Yeah, we need a good competitor for the Tesla to come out soon. I need a good... I just want something electric that has an iPad that I can watch a movie and then get in an accident on the highway. It has its own Spotify. Me too. Yeah, please. please, The Tesla station? Beautiful. Please. I also... The reason why I bring up the the Carrie O'Donnell podcast videos is the podcast videos for Attitudes podcast are so good. Are they fucking great? I just want to give a shout out to your editor. Showtime Chamaco. Oh Sergio Lopez There's... is his name. His handle's at Showtime Chamaco. He is They're so funny. Brilliant. Brilliant. He puts all those together and is just incredible. Unbelievable. You also on Ask Rana had Jesse Tyler Ferguson recently. Yes. Which was just He's... such a good episode. We got him, I think, like two nights before he won the Tony or something. He was like not, he was about to go to the Tony awards no, I, and then won. I saw, Yeah. And that he literally, I mean, it was so, so cool. I have a question though. So Jesse Tyler Ferguson, of course, has performed in so many things we love, but I want to know, Brian, you get cast in a sitcom show that runs for 11 seasons. Can you pitch to me what the show is about and what your role is? Oh shit. Um, well, I love an ensemble show. I will say that. I think it's way more fun to work with people. And it's, I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you, it's probably, it's probably a show about me moving to Florida with my sister. And I have a good relationship with my family now, but I didn't for a while. And she was sort of the bridge to that. And she mm-hmm. and I are like night and day different. It would be like if my family lived in Florida, me reconnecting with my sister and then reconnecting with my family through her. And it would just be, because everyone in my family is just like my mom's basically Jessica Walter. Like everyone is just that. Oh, I love that so much. So it would much. probably be that. Like a fish out of water story that wouldn't be making fun necessarily of Florida, but would be calling it out for its idiosyncrasies. And then also, yeah, it would be fun to be in a show that I don't know, just had an ensemble. That that's my jam. I like working with okay. people. Okay. Who who plays your sister? Oh God. Meredith Vieira? No. Um <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Amy Sedaris, Arden Marine. Oh, yeah. You know, someone told me recently they didn't know that Amy Sedaris and even though my sister's younger, but yeah, sure, sure. sure. I mean, listen, Amy. No, someone told me they didn't know that. Didn't know that Amy and David Sedaris are brother and sister. That's wild. And I went on a date a few years ago. That this person was older than I am. Had never heard of Jimmy Carter. And and honestly, like it was one of those things where I was like, "God, am I really gonna like judge a book?" But like, is 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 it really one thing that could turn me off from someone? Oh, and I was like, "Yeah, I think it could be." Knowledge of Jimmy Carter is a must. It's just hard to get over not knowing someone was a president when like you were alive. What do you think was were they? Was it a drug thing? I don't think so, but I don't know. Uh. No, I, I don't think it was a drug thing. I think it was like a 
just a dumb thing? I think that's one of the biggest questions and difficulties with dating and even friendships is like you have to make so many split time split decisions about what actually is a deal breaker. I also dated someone who was like is like obsessed with Elon Musk and I never really knew where to land on that. Because I was yeah. sort of like, am I? I mean, I know where I land on Elon Musk, but I mean, but you saw my trepidation even saying I wanted to drive. A I Tesla. know it was like, one of those things where I was like, is this is this something I can't get? Like, I sometimes don't know where the line is of like, I actually cannot get past this. You know what I mean? Listen, Brian, I want to tell you something that's vulnerable. I am married to a person who, like, two months in, and like, I am a person who like is silly, loves comedies, writes comedy, boo, boo, boo. He told me he doesn't like comedies, period. Right. Like, doesn't like... And I was like, can we... Um, I was like, unfortunately, I like you a little too much for this to like... Right. We're not... This isn't going to crumble uh, now. I can't immediately end it right now, but I'm considering it. Um, when you say you don't like comedies, he's just like, I don't know. I, just, and I think what I learned is that he was just saying it for shock value and was just like, he, and he also was saying it out of ignorance of like not knowing off the top of his head. Cut to though, he does enjoy watching a lot of comedies and right. silly things, but he's more of like a horror girl. Sure. Like he's more of like, but, but I, but I think if he had said that date two, would things be different? Well, I will say at least with something like that, it's such a general thing to say that it's it like you said, it's sort of like, well, what kind of comedy are you thinking? Are you thinking of like Kevin can wait? Do you know what I mean? Are you thinking yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, that's such a broad thing. But if he had said like, you know, um, I was there January 6th, <laughs> I, I, that would be a deal breaker, wouldn't it? A hundred. <laughs> what, what, if, what if I was like, uh, well, did he go inside the building? Right, right. <laughs> there are levels even to that. Yeah. Well, what what, what was the sign say? Right. Um, yeah. No, I think there are definitely the black and white deal breakers, yes. but the grays, the grays are tough. The grays are tough. The grays are tough. And I don't even know that necessarily. Like, maybe for other people, the things I mentioned would not be deal breakers. Like the Elon Musk thing to me was not necessarily a deal breaker. There were other things at play there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to take it all into context. Exactly. I mean, if there's like if there's like ten Elon Musk adjacent Correct. things, that's very different. Versus like one January sixth, yeah. that's again the Grays. Um, I do want to ask another podcast question, Brian. Please, if the world was ending, yeah, and you could only save one character actress, who would you save? I mean. I got to be honest with you. I already mentioned her name, so I'm going to try and think of somebody else. First of all, I, I do. Can I name a few? Of course. The first person I would save is Jessica Chaffin, who plays Rana on Ask Rana, because I just it's and I she doesn't like when I talk about her versus Rana, but it's so fucking incredible, and it is she pulls off something that I think is art, frankly. I love that answer already, and um, I I just think she takes something to a place and takes takes her like craft and comedy so seriously that you believe it a hundred percent. I'll be honest, it took me a while to know that was a character. That's what I mean. It takes a lot of people a while to know that. Even people in my family who like recently were like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> She's just not like an older lady you pal around with. And I'm like, no. Also I'm not living in Boston right now. But um because that's another thing on the show. So uh I would say her, I would say Diane Weist would probably be another one for me um huge she's just incredible i think diane actually someone has said diane we somewhat recently and i think it's an inspired answer and uh, uh, not this is not her most famous movie but i always go back to practical magic when i think of her listen she's I fantastic just, 
I think it, it, it ticks off so many of my boxes because I love a witchy magic moment mm-hmm. and to see, and then also the fact that Stalker Channing is also with her. Oh, it's like, there's, I think there's nothing better. I need to go see that. I need to, no, I don't think it's in theater still, but I do need to see that. You movie. never, you, you never, never know. know. You never know. I think Griffin Dunn <laughs> yeah. directed that, who was, uh, the guy. Did you ever see Who's That Girl with Madonna? No. He's like the lead actor in that. Oh, I see, I'd love finding out shit like I know, that. Me too. Um, do you know what someone else referenced recently off off the podcast? I think needs to get her due is I think Sally Field needs to She's get fabulous. more. I had heard that when they were a friend of mine told me that when they were d- doing Lincoln that there was uh, it took a while for the movie to be made and apparently it wasn't going to be what the fuck is the guy's name that played Lincoln um, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis apparently before that it was going to be someone else and then by the time it was going to get made they actually said that Sally Field looked too old right. and so then and then apparently what she had said was like you I never ask you for anything Steven Spielberg so test me on this and then I will prove it to you and then she and then she got it yeah apparently she like walked in and he was like hello mother Daniel because you know he's like in character all the time and back then people would call each other well Mike Pence still does by the way calls his wife mother which makes me sick <laughs> Wait, he actually does? He calls her mother. Yeah. And also, I guess, I don't know if you know this, you know that she has a line of towel charms? Of what charms? Towel. Like beach towel, towel. charms. So you know which beach towel is yours. I'm not even kidding. Karen. But you the know, original I, Karen, Karen Pence. The original Karen. Yeah. I, the, 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 this, the, how far we have strayed from the light. I just. It's, yeah. You know, every day we live on this earth, we Thank find you. out new things. But I'm just resting with that for a second. Yeah. Towel charms. If you if you had to go on a Shark Tank and pitch something adjacent to towel charms, Pro- what's your product? O- o- office supply jewelry. So like paperclip earrings, <laughs> or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a wait, that's actually cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like binder clip bracelets, that sort of a thing, or binder clip hair clips. Because yeah, they're yeah. already halfway I, there anyway, you know. And I do. I feel would like, wear designer glasses, but they're Scotch tape holders. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that would be my big pitch. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That was like a really good tape noise. It was like I'm not even kidding. That was really good. <laughs> Wait, should I get a, a new career in folio, Foley? honey? Just be like I'm honey. here for your Scotch tape needs. <laughs> but I, I specialize in scotch, scotch tape. tape i just do tapes there was a um tiktok video i saw recently of someone who was who it does that for movies and it's just her filming herself like doing the heels on the carpet Ugh. and it really it, there's so many things about movie making that you wait that what's I just, that like, account I'm, i like love that shit. i i'm gonna send it send to it you because i don't off the top of my head but i'm sure it's in my liked videos but yeah it's great i mean it's like you like there's a reason why as a little kid, you, I like you always like trying to make dumb noises. Yes. Like, do you remember? Like, I'm not gonna do it. It's disgusting. Why do like, it? Like, I'll, I'll close my eyes. Yeah, close your eyes. <laughs> okay, hold on. Close your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> okay, I'm relaxing my face. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What if I was masturbating? <laughs> um, it I, sounded like that. <laughs> it's like you grab your cheeks and then you like. Oh, you like swirl them around. You push them in and out. Yeah, I can't wait to hear this back and hear how disgusting that's. It's going to be beautiful. Um. Anyways, fully artistry on that's a gay ass podcast. Um. I do want to ask another podcast question. Yes. 
Brian, you aren't prepped for this, but I gotta know, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Oh, man. No good answers here. I mean, not because of her oeuvre, but just because, like, I I, I gotta tell you what my favorite one is, and it's pathetic. (gasps) What is it? Ghost. (laughs) I just really didn't say Sister Act 2, which is my favorite. Oh, wait, hang Um, on a second. Man, you know, it'll const- it'll be a constant competition depending on what I'm feeling. Color purple sister act ghost. So the trifecta baby. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ghost. I'm gonna say ghost because I have like specific memories of like begging my parents went out of town and begging the babysitter to take me to see it, even though I was like a child. Uh, and she did. And I remember being like, This is the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. This babysitter was such an ally. She was great. She was did great. you braid her hair? No, but I did like absolutely do a 60 minutes interview with her about how she kisses her boyfriend. I do remember that. <laughs> like fully like sat down with her and was like, wait, so when do you kiss and how do you kiss and why do you kiss and does he kiss you and what does he do when he kisses you and what do you do when you kiss him? That kind of thing. You were always an interviewer, first and foremost. First and foremost, I've been Leslie Stahl my whole life. That really takes me back, though, because I have a memory of not only, like, braiding my my babysitter's hair, my friend's babysitter's hair, but I remember when I was older than I would like to admit, but old enough that this is appropriate, I was uh, doing, like, a an acting thing with a person that was, like, we'll say five, six years older than me, and I had not done oral to many a peen. Okay. In fact, maybe even one at most. Okay. And so I was having her teach me how to do how to suck dick. Wow, what was she was she, she using a prop or banana? Yeah, and did it and was it helpful? So much. I learned. I'm I I became the Nancy Reagan of dick suckers. Don't you love that about her? The throat go. Yes. Ah, oh, so fucking great. Do you think it's real? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want it to be real. I, I don't care if she's dead or alive. I hate her fucking guts. So I, I yeah. <laughs> sure. It actually sure. makes me sad that she would be that good at something, to be honest with you. <laughs> I know. It's hard to see villains have any talent at all. It's true. Do you, do you, how do you think you learned how to suck dick? I got to be honest. I am. It's not my favorite thing. I love your honesty. I am sort of a, I am mostly a T.O.P. baby. And <gasps> yeah. And um, that's sort of my vibe. Not that I haven't or don't but it's just not like my number one favorite thing so i guess i've never you know what i need to i could be better at my craft i could be better and at i craft. think i think the fact that you have said that is already showing the willingness and the openness to learn Thank and you. that's the first step that's right i could be i could be i could be better and i will be better and with that um i will say that Having you on this podcast has been a dream and a a wish for so long. And I want to tell you something. Not only have I been talking about you coming on this podcast for a while, but my husband, who does love you, was confused for a while because he thought I was talking about Josh Safdie as in Uncut Gems. As in I understand exactly what you're talking about. Yes. I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when you were Uncut Gems. But I did fucking love that movie. I again didn't see it because I I heard it was really stressful. It is is actually like... I, was not I would not place. see. It. I wouldn't see it in this day and age. Yeah, that was a pre-pandemic hit for me. <laughs> yeah, you could you could take it then. Yeah. Um, where can people follow you, Brian? You know what? You can follow me at Brian Safi. Just a B, an R, a Y, an A, an N, an S, an A, an F, an I. Just follow me there, babes. That's it. 
That's it. Brian, thanks for coming oh my on. God. I my pleasure. Reunion episode so at some point. I would love it. And when you're better and when I'm in town, we should hang out. Done. Doy. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Remember, you can go to podvoices.help to see what you can do to help fight for abortion rights. And if you like this podcast episode, hey, why don't you click follow? Click subscribe. It really helps as we grow this gay ass world to make it even gayer and asser. I love you so much. Again, happy end of Pride, and I'll see you next week. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.